episode of Questions in Cars. This is Hunter Cerny, and I'm here today with my friend Merlin Gibson. Hey, Merlin. Hey. So, my real name is Neil. But that's right, you yeah. You can call me Merlin. I'm just super used to calling you Merlin. Everyone is. So, that's you know, okay. We're part of a uh, D&D group, or we were, and we'll probably, you know, continue, continue on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm used to just throwing out the Merlin. Um, so, this week we have a couple questions for you, and then we'll go through some personal digressions and merlin's gonna have a song for us so i'll kick things off merlin and i'll ask you um being that we are in a a D group and we've done a lot of different uh, role-playing games over the these past couple of years uh what for you draws you to role-playing games that's a really interesting question um so since not everyone that listens will, will know me, uh, I study philosophy, so I kind of approach everything from that aspect. So um, I took a particular course at uh, the university on the thought of Tolkien and like what mm-hmm. sort of influenced his writings. And he had this um, theology of sub-creation, basically, is what my professor uh, taught it as. And it's, it's sort of the idea that uh, you know we were made... We were made so that we could make things. And so um, I really love RPGs because it feels like an act of sub-creation, basically. Like, I'm creating a world. I'm creating a character in a world. Mm-hmm. And that character, even though it's obviously you know not real in the sense that it doesn't exist in the same reality that we do, it's no less important to uh, my personal identity and you know discovering different truths about what I think that maybe I wouldn't have come up with if I were just trying to approach it normally. Yeah, totally. I buy into that 100%. And when I see world building and character building done really well, it is one of the most appealing things to me. Like, I mean, we're going to watch Game of Thrones later, and that's probably one of the most... I mean, it's. I mean, there's debate, but it's probably not as good as Middle Earth, but it's one of like the greatest worlds to be built by a human mind ever like it's so complete and mm-hmm. it's just works together so well yeah but yeah i totally get what you're saying and i totally agree yeah so okay so my question for you uh a little bit a little bit more personal uh, yeah uh what uh what do you think is the most um universally shared or universally relatable emotions yeah so, like a single emotion, or like, just... yeah, like I guess what I'm asking is like, you know, everyone sort of, you know, we all have these emotions: anger, mm-hmm. happiness, sadness. But what do you think is sort of the most um, universally understood in the same sense? You know, like yeah. like different things make different people happy. But what is like the one that sort of like this thing makes everyone feel this thing? Yeah. I think, I think to me, love is probably the one that is understood by everyone and just is is just used to connect people the most, literally, and like used maybe like the way I see it is like in advertising, love is used a lot of the times to like get a message across to people so they can like understand like yeah like I know what it feels to like have kids and like love them and care about them and like want this product to help them out or like you know in works of art movies books uh just a painting i feel like love is probably the thing that's being conveyed most often and i think that's something that 
yeah, really, I think that unites people more than most any other emotion. If that is, does that count as emotion for you? Yeah, or, yeah. I, I would count love in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, to, to give my own personal opinion yeah, go on ahead. it, yeah, uh, sure. I, I agree, like, I think, I think that love is the most universally experienced positive emotion, um, but I think sort of the most universally recognized emotion overall is emotional pain, like sadness and pain, often caused by love, you know, like heartache and yeah. that stuff. But I feel like, and, and the reason why I think this is because of uh, music, the music industry. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said earlier, like there's so many different things that make so many different people happy and, and you can, you know, listen to songs that'll, you know, what makes this what people connect to this, what people connect to this, et cetera. It's, yeah. it's going to determine what sort of music they like. Um, but there seems to be this universal theme of of sadness where, like, when, when, you, when you hear that one song that just rips your heart out, you know? Oh, yeah. And, no, and it just that. seems like that's so universal. It seems, it's just really interesting to mm-hmm. me. That, like, there's always, you know, a song that anyone can relate to and anyone can feel that you know that emotional pain and i think that that's a really interesting thing to explore yeah and that like you kind of you want that you like you want to feel that pain and like you can it's weird that because it is a pain but at the same time it's really like there's something good about it yeah and uh yeah it helps you appreciate the things that you have and understand the things people go through like something you could have never ever gone through but you can almost feel like mm-hmm. yeah like I get that absolutely yeah um so this next part of the show is called personal digressions and it is just something that you like learned this week that was like interesting and you would want to share with people just because you think it's interesting um I'll start it off I this week I just randomly on like it was a YouTube video that I saw on this particular organism, I don't remember the name of it, but you could look it up after this, is, it's like a, it's like a squid-like creature that's in the ocean, uh, that's mostly translucent, and it's way, way, way deep in the ocean, they, like, just found it uh, not that long ago, and every time they bring it up, it, like, falls apart, they, they have a nearly impossible time studying this thing outside of its habitat, and the weird thing about this creature is, it's made up of a bunch of other organisms. But they they have such a hard time identifying this because all these organisms behave as that single organism's body part. So, like, you'll have, like, an arm thing coming out of this, but it's its own thing by itself. And the way it reproduces is just buds. And so once all these different body parts bud again, they come together and make another one, and they have no idea how these body parts communicate or anything, but they know that they have, like a mind of their own and a system of their own inside each body part. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's just insane and I don't know what to make of it other than that's really crazy. So, if you have another... That's that's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, so uh, in the recent um, past two weeks, I guess, I was listening to another podcast put on um, by the uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Oh, yeah. uh, Shameless plug. I'm not even affiliated with them at all. <laughs> but it's it's um it's so hard to avoid plugs. Just sharing <laughs> things. You know? Yeah, it's uh, 
uh, Still Untitled is the name of the podcast. But anyway, I was listening to, to them, and they do a lot of sections. Like, they talk about a lot of different things, and I heard about a book from them um, called The Three-Body Problem, and it's a, a Chinese uh, science fiction novel, and it's part of a trilogy, and the third book is set to come out soon. And it, so I listened to the audiobook of it, because I, I work a desk job, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts to spend my days. Um, and it was just really, really interesting, the way that it was so different from, like, Western science fiction. It, yeah. it, it just, it was completely unexpected in the way that it approached it, and it was really fantastic. Um, I won't, I'll, I'll avoid spoilers, but I'll give you sort of the, the general, like, how to get you hooked, like, what'll get you hooked, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's basically the story of, um, 1960s China in the, uh, uh, cultural revolution and the Chinese didn't want to let the Western powers be like the sole arbiters of Earth and the universe if we ever contacted an alien civilization. Um, so they end up accidentally coming into contact with an alien civilization and the alien civilization is so much more advanced than us but it's so far away that by the time it could get to us, based on the speed at which we are developing scientifically, mm-hmm. we would be more advanced than them. Yeah. And Ugh. it's so good. It's really interesting. I'm not going to say any more than yeah. that. No. But it's really good and really terrifying, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I uh, I'm an enormous fan of sci-fi, and I remember you sharing with that with us like a week ago, and I was just I was hooked hearing that like. That's such a great idea, and obviously you always want to... I'm very familiar with, like, Western sci-fi, and I didn't even, like, think about Eastern sci-fi, and that's, like, something I definitely want to expose myself to in the future, so... Yeah. It, it was... It's really good because it it doesn't do anything to sort of um, deus ex machina past the, mm. the boundary of light speed. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Like, there is no warp spa- warp speed or subspace or slip space or anything yeah. like that. Like, they, the maximum, like, they could potentially travel is light speed if they yeah. could develop anything up to that. Uh, and, yeah, it's just it's cool. really interesting. Because, yeah, I, realistic, I mean, we come back to world building and just, like, making a cohesive world that makes sense and, like, that's just, that's, that's really attractive when it happens and it happens well. So, yeah. I really like that. Um... Do you have a song for us this week? I do. It is um, Suitcase by Matthew Coma. Awesome. All right, we'll uh, have that playing in the background now, and you guys have yourselves an excellent week. Yeah. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Come back. You look like Sundays with my ex You breakfast with your arms across your chest Like a cross you wore my trust around her neck Till it hung her My baby, she was clinically obsessed Our identity was physical But less every now and then A noise inside my head re-entered She said, I remember loving you All of the good shit and all the bad shit too Yeah, I remember hating you
on a train I used to wreck with the bullets of the least of my respect. I wish there was a shot I could regret, but there isn't. Yeah, there were tongues I spoke in heat that I never meant to say or meant to mean in the shop or when I see her in my sleeping vision. Around her neck till it hung her 